<laughs> no, please, minimize away. Hey, away. Guy is amazing on uh, the spoof. Jeez, uh, mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest. It's gonna be one of those nights where the brain's not functioning. I had a migraine again yesterday. It just oh no, blasts my brains for a day or so. <laughs> I'm rebooting all day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I do note that <clears throat> as of about five years ago, I'm now on the front page of of people when I Google my name. A few years ago, I was on second page, about halfway down. But now I'm now I'm second on the first page. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think I'm happy that you can't find me when you Google me. I'd prefer that kind of uh, footstep, footstep on social knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) With the same exact name? Oh. Okay. So we like if you're the grandson that all have the same name, you're a junior or a third or whatever. So what is it when your cousins all have the same name? Is there a term for that? Okay. It's like one point one, one point two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like a shift over, you know, junior once removed. (laughs) There you go. That's good. Hold on. I think we lost. Hello, coward. Can't hear one of us. Which one of us? If it's Heath, I can tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Coward, which one of us can you not hear? Well, I don't see Mike. I don't see Mike on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's my fault. I was trying because you you were frozen. You you were frozen, but um, now, yes, coward, yes, now. <laughs> this, this is Jamie. <laughs> that's that's Rachel. Matt. Matt. So we all four said her name. Who did you not hear? <laughs> I don't see the labels. Why is it not coming back? Did not hear Mike. Okay, that makes sense because his nobody can see your Muppet walking. <laughs> oh no! Hamster <laughs> dance is a trance. So do the mic. Hold on. Why is this not working? We are having difficulties. Yeah. Unplug yourself and flip over and plug yourself back in. Oh my. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) I can. Mike, are you talking? No. 
You have been. It just did. Okay. <laughs> just in case you weren't hearing him. Why is this? Why is this not? How are you a headache? All right. Let me try this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. No. Would turning the filters off affect this? Is that what's probably not? Mike, can you uh, leave and rejoin? Yes, please. I am the only person in Twitch. Shocking. I thought Coward was here. Coward's here. Oh, maybe it's just a slow number then, because it's just showing one person logged in. <laughs> I know I am, so it's got to be me. There was a cool game on that TV show called Evil. Uh, I heard Mike at all tonight, and then he had disappeared, and I was like, maybe he didn't say anything. It's a me. Uh, no, we could hear him, but apparently he's not coming through OBS, possibly onto Twitch. So we will work that out. He, right now, he's he is uh, restarting his computer. Is he? Are you, are... I'm talking to Coward, oh. by the way. Can you guys see Mike? Nope. He's completely... He said he was going to restart. Oh, but it says not visible, so I don't know what he's doing. Well, we'll wait. I thought he, it looked like he had reconnected, but... <clears throat> he might be able to hear us. He just... We can't see him yet. So that was a... There was a game they played on the show. I forgot the name of it. It's like Silent Assassin or something like that. And the whole the the whole game, all you're doing is you've got a table of people and you've got some sort of activity. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not really a point. It's just something to do. But one person at the table is the assassin, mm -hmm. right? And you randomly decide to you draw a card and you randomly decide who is the assassin. And if that person winks at you, you're dead. And you just have to you have to wait like five seconds and then sit back and go, okay, I'm dead. And the only way to take out the assassin is if for the last person either to call him out on it or catch them winking. And it was really neat on the show because they're all just sitting around talking and like one of the you know, one of the characters is like laughing like ha 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 I'm dead and just sits back and everybody's like what? You know, everybody's kind of freaking out. It's kind of neat. And, uh, uh, Coward Heath had to take uh, a leave of absence for work and it's going to be longer than just a couple of weeks, so he's going to step away until all that gets settled. It might be months. Uh, it might be just a month or two, uh, but it was longer than longer than <laughs> longer than long enough that we could only just take a few days off. Um, so whenever he gets sorted out, he'll come back. I miss already. <laughs> no. He was thinking when he he got a promotion, and he was thinking it was just going to be, uh, you know, like just like normal how it's been, like traveling once a month, just for a couple of days, and mm -hmm. like the onboarding training has been two weeks at a time, and then a day or three back, and then gone for a, a long weekend, and then back, and then gone for two weeks, like. It's just a lot coming in the next couple of months. And he just, you know, he was trying to figure out a way to work it out, but 
it would have been it'd have been too hard for him to do this and you know keep his number one priority up yeah can't believe it was his number one priority <laughs> <laughs> well number one on a different priority list <laughs> gotta make that dollar yeah yeah maybe he can uh do the do a twitch twitch sub right now that he's got that extra yeah you know, <laughs> the extra dollar <laughs> now he's making all that cash <laughs> oh, that's funny i i discovered that i have the complete works uh i think i mentioned this before but i never looked at the page count the complete works of um uh, Cthulhu, God, great! I'm gonna have one of those nights where I can't think of anything. The author of Call of Cthulhu, okay, um, and his name is P. Anyway, I don't, I don't his know complete it. works, and it's like thirty-three thousand pages long. Good grief! Yeah, have you read I've any of it? Uh, I've read like the first short story, which is like twenty pages. It's not a very um, short story. Lovecraft. 20 pages? That's a very short story. That's like a chapter. Lovecraft, thank you. H.P. Lovecraft. Um, but I've also got like the top 100 books you need to read before you die. And it's in this two-volume set. And it's all on Kindle. And each volume is around 30,000 pages. So it's like 60,000 pages. <laughs> so I've got a little bit of reading. My God. Yeah. A little. Have you read any of those? No, I'm starting with H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> I just literally started today. It's uh, the first short story was Alchemist's Life or Wife or what was it? Uh, 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 it is just the Alchemist. <laughs> just the Alchemist. Yeah, short story. Okay. All right, Coward. Uh, I'm glad you joined us to just listen to us <laughs> not talk very much. Well, I mean, I'm sleepy today. Yeah. You are. Yeah, I drove in from Asheville today. I was there for the weekend. That's cool. To go to the breweries. Yeah, I was. Really fun. Actually, huh? I didn't. I have a friend that lives there, and she kind of set up like it's like like a woman's retreat weekend. So we really spent a lot of time at her house. But we'd go out for a couple of meals. So it was fun. I hear that's one of the nicer things about Asheville is all the breweries and fooderies and eateries and all those things. Good place to go for a long weekend. Yeah. Just check things out. Mm-hmm. Is that where Biltmore is? That's that's where Biltmore is. Yeah. Right? Okay. I haven't mm-hmm. been there in years. Years and years. Yeah. I haven't been in a long time either. The last time I went there was at Christmas time and it was awesome. I had a Christmas tree in every room. My uh, one of my cousins got married there. His his current wife, his you know his fiance, uh, her parents are <laughs> like oil tycoons. So they rented <laughs> the say, Biltmore that, that's like for money, a day. Money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's they crazy. rented the Biltmore for the day, and I don't mean like a piece of the Biltmore, like the entire, maybe not the entire grounds. Like it wasn't all the way up to the winery, but like the, the 
the mansion itself and the grounds around it and uh, just enormous area it's gorgeous i mean it's absolutely beautiful yeah but yeah i mean those flower range would cost Paying more than my education so it's kind of gross yep. but it was memorable yeah i've been to the biltmore maybe twice when i was much younger um it's lovely <laughs> but I, I can I didn't even think that they would do something like that there, like a wedding or something like that. But anybody will do anything if you show them enough dollars. Uh, yeah, I was that's gonna say, true. I was that gonna say everything's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's I mean, they apparently do do that. They will rent it out for a weekend or a day for special events like that if yeah. you're willing to pay the money. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? <laughs> we we went to a uh, birthday party. At a and this this is nowhere near you know what you're what you're talking about, but we went to a birthday party uh, for a, an eight year old, and they had rented out the entire uh, trampoline park. And I was like, oh, that seems costly. And I started you know kind of fussing around with the yeah. with the web page, and I was like, oh, that is costly <laughs> for you know, two hours. Little known fact: it used to be called the jumpoline. Till the sixties. Uh huh. Y'all never heard that joke? Uh huh. Till somebody saw your mom jumping on. Uh, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Come on. Well, I wasn't gonna finish it. I figured y'all had heard it. So, uh -huh. I was, you know. No. Yep. yep. I, so we had we had a we had a one of those you know what are they ten ten feet twelve feet you know circular trampolines growing up. Um, and it's funny because I grew up on a, on a farm and when they, when they built the house, they kind of dug into the hill to, to pull out the dirt for a, uh, a basement and in, in the area where they dug out the basement, they pulled out this rock that was the size of, a I don't know, a small pickup truck. Uh, just, you know, if, it, if you just pulled the wheels and the, and the suspension off and just laid it on the ground. It was the size of like a you know a Chevy S10, um, in in length and width, and uh, we we just they just pushed it over to the side of the side of the property, and at some point we looked at it and said, oh, it looks like an alligator. So from that point on, it was the alligator rock, <laughs> and so our trampoline was next to the the alligator rock, and uh, oh no. <laughs> No, it, well, we didn't ever have any, uh, have any, you know, trampoline to rock, you know, issues. Uh, but oh, we would we would rock to trampoline fairly often. Uh, uh, Coward just said he broke his front tooth on the trampoline. Um, growing up, there was a kid in the neighborhood. They had they had one of the bigger areas. Like we we lived in like a, a, a an enclosed neighborhood. There was only one way in, one way out. It was just cookie cutter houses, right? Mm -hmm. But there's this one space in the central area of it that there was just no houses, right? So it's just this long. It was perfect for sledding. It was great for when it snowed and whatnot. But um, I'm married to a dentist. Well, that's great. Um, he had a trampoline, and one time he tried to pull a gainer, which is you know, flipping forward while rotating backwards, right? Like moving, you know, kind of like that off of the trampoline and broke his femur. That's the big bone, folks. That thing's hard to break. You got to put some you know, weight on it. 
And he was a big guy. He was almost my size. Uh, I mean, this was like high school, but still big guys. Yeah, he snapped his femur. He was laid up. He was out of school for months. That's, yeah. I, yeah. I never, I don't think I've actually been on a trampoline since. Yeah, you think? That's a very good possibility. That was pretty horrifying. <laughs> so when uh, Coward says he broke his tooth on trampoline, that's like, ugh, that's kind of like one of my nightmares, like some sort of weird injury, mm-hmm. you know, from jumping on a trampoline. Slashed your lip. Uh, cap on the bottom. Yeah. Veneers are nice. I'm going to get veneers. My front, too. Whenever <laughs> I get the braces off. Part of the long con. Can can you guys hear us? <laughs> or or can, can you guys hear Mike? I cannot hear Mike or see him. Can you hear him? Rachel? No. Okay. He says he no. can hear us and see us. And, and Cowart says no, no. As well. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him on the, on the feed. So I didn't think anybody else could hear him. No, Mike. Okay. I. Oops. He's contacting us on that upside down Australian internet. <laughs> so, so backwards inverted internet. <laughs> Is the mic on? Let me try plugging the mic in. Yeah, I'm pl- plugging the <laughs> mic. Mike is Mike is there? Like I can see him connected to um, Video Ninja, but it is not connecting to. I don't see any audio in OBS, and obviously I don't see any video in OBS. Yeah. So, no bueno. He has restarted his laptop and his router. Um, Probably all the spiders. Internet says no. Oh. It's probably got a computer full of spiders. Yes, probably that. Mike, I'm going to send you something. Sending you something. (laughs) Mike says, tell Coward to stop trying to eat trampolines. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you hear him i know i'm he's he's i'm i'm talking to him on discord I'm trying to figure out what's going on okay so <laughs> the um uh, the the, tra- the the worst thing well not the worst thing but the i the, i have one distinct memory of, of jumping on the trampoline my my younger brother um i was gonna say my little brother but he's actually just just a, a hair taller than me now um, but he's he's very very thin. Um, he's he's built like a like an endurance runner. Um, like he could. Is he an endurance runner? He he's built like an endurance runner. But no. But he's does, a, I mean, is he a runner? Does he no, run? No, he that's, doesn't run at all. As far as I know. Ends. Yeah. Only when chased. Only when chased. It's like he only smokes when he's on fire. Um, actually, he smokes uh, ribs every now and then when we go visit, which is very nice. Uh, but anyway. He, uh, he, uh, so when I, when I was in high school, to give you an idea of the, our size difference, when I was in high school, I could take my, my thumb and, and middle finger and put them around his bicep. Holy crap. Yeah. He was, he was very, very, very skinny. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but he's still, he's still very lean now, but he's, I, I he's all do that muscle. I my wrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's just, he's, he's, he's fully muscle and bone and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, he we we were bouncing, and you know the uh, the double jump, the thing yeah, where you where you land just as someone's landing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, so I like mm-hmm. to do that to him because he would go very high into <laughs> to the sky. <laughs> That's, we called it we called it skying someone because. Well, he would he would be he would be fully feet above my head when I would do it. It was fun uh, for me because I wasn't going that high in the air. <laughs> That's nope. Well, one time, one time I miscalculated and he he had jumped close to the edge, and so I, I double jumped him when he was at the very edge of the trampoline, which launched him instead of vertically, it launched him horizontally. <laughs> off the trampoline off the trampoline and he, he kind of he kind of like you know cartwheeled in, in, in midair and one of his legs went into the springs and uh-huh. he just he just kind of ragdolled oh, no. off and he was you know hanging upside down yep yep but, you're just describing nightmare after nightmare <laughs> nightmare after nightmare I would try a trampoline again if I went to one of those trampoline houses mm-hmm. where it's just literally a wall to wall trampoline and in between is just nothing but cushions, right? So there's no. The worst you're gonna do is break your neck because you do a fl- an incomplete flip. Um, but even then, I don't know. I, I I don't feel that urge, the need to go jump on a trampoline. <laughs> I'd have made a terrible gymnast. I'm way too big to be a gymnast. Like, even like skinny, like thin, lean mat. I'm still 240 pounds and 6'5", so it's like the worst gymnast ever. You know, but like those guys can move like that because they weigh a buck five, and they can bench press 800 pounds. Yeah. Like, there's a reason they can move like that. <laughs> they're just—I mean, look at their legs and their their shoulders, especially those ring guys. Like, they're just walking mm-hmm. wise. You know, their back is those guys are incredible. <laughs> I, I yeah I I I've, I I was never I've never been built for anything besides like you know football and lifting things so mm-hmm. I think I think Russell. I'm gonna try Russell. remaking the room maybe I, okay and and re- redoing redoing the room I'm gonna create it create a new room a uh, new room um and I'm gonna add. Stand by, folks. Send you send you guys a new link. Yep, we got it. Go ahead and do it. Let me make sure I've got got what I need. I'm I'm disabling a couple things. So, all right, and drop it right, here. I'm kicking out of this link. Then I'm dropping okay. down. There we go. We'll be back, folks. Coward. So, Cowart, how are you doing? How's how's the weather there? Hopefully it's warmer than it is here. Three days ago, I think it was in the 60s. And then now, it's in... Yeah, also code. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it was in the... Let's see, it was in the 30s, the low 30s earlier this week and yesterday. Well, the old link, hold on, Matt, um, let me get you added to the, okay. I got to deploy the old link in the Southern Hemisphere. That's what it is. <laughs> well, we get you added back to the thing here. Do, do, do. 
Okay, I think that's two. Whenever Rachel connects, that'll be all of us. Stand by, stand by. Yeah, Coward, you had your AC on last week. I had, we didn't have our AC on, but it was, um, uh, it was comfortable, like one, one and a half days last week. We went to an amusement park and, uh, yeah, then it, then it froze immediately after that. Yeah, right. I dropped into like below freezing here. I mean, it, it turns spring in three hours, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. But I remember growing up, uh, it was first or second week in April, we had a blizzard and we were out of school for a week. So, Houston is weird. It's weird. Weird. Yeah. Right. I, so, I think we're back. We're all here. <laughs> is, it, is it wicked weird? It was very strange. It was great. We lost, we, you know, we missed a week of school. I was like fifth, sixth grade. It's a long time ago. Many, many, it's less fun when you have kids and they're missing school. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> and you work remotely, so you still have to go to work. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. All right. All right. So good. vamping is, we're, yeah, let's just get right to it. Um, we had some technical difficulties. Coward, thanks for hanging out and waiting on us. I will be editing this out of the podcast, so the first 30 minutes won't show up on the podcast. I'll <laughs> cut all this right out. Say. Live listener exclusive. Yeah, exactly. You got to hear us talk about trampolines. But you know where you might be able to see it? YouTube. So that's true. Can't really don't really subscribe want to, to the YouTube that channel. Out. You can at least fast <laughs> right, Oh, do you have do you have a special flying over Perth, but you think you're going to Sydney story about signing up for our YouTube? That was no. I, that the, was the only. The, the only thing that I was going to say is uh, I've been catching up on Glass Cannon Podcast Live because I've been having trouble with my, my left ear. I've been losing hearing in my left ear on and off. I still don't know why, but looking into that. Um, but one of the one of the benefits of watching a podcast on YouTube is that you get closed captioning. So you turn the subtitles on. Yep. Uh, so if you want to get closed captioning for our videos, then you should subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and you can fast forward to the first 28 minutes of technical but you shouldn't <laughs> enjoy them slow them down yes. watch them at half speed <laughs> well, technical difficult. so <laughs> coward did ask why we were uh doing doing our technical stuff heath will be out i'll just reiterate this one more time because he wasn't he wasn't here last week he's not here this week we're not sure how long he's going to be gone uh just had some work stuff come up and it might be months so we're going to continue on and Khaldun will make it back as soon as Khaldun is done researching where Boxy might be found inside the uh, Blue Crater Academy. That's his job right now, tracking him down. So last week we did our vignettes. Um, had a little uh, information about Ferzon. He's changing from a dumb old rune knight to a really smart eldritch knight during his downtime. So he's taken the circlet that uh, Keldon's no longer using, and he's put it on. And because it's the way the story happened, it made him go derp for an hour, rather than just do a short rest. Because time is wimey, and it didn't work out story-wise for him to be available. (laughs) Uh, Alma, she did some... uh, Really, the big thing, she kicked in some research trying to figure out what's going on with all these rituals, specifically this dwarven ritual. 
And the gist was, they're full of crap. It's It doesn't exist. I mean, if it exists to the point to where they know about it and multiple people know about it, you, she, well, she and Jenya together would have found it out, would have seen it somewhere in the, in the literature, in the church, nowhere to be found. And then Tarathiel, he just kind of hung out and waited in front of the door and didn't nothing, nothing really happened with him. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> so is there anything you would like to say about that happening last week or do you want to keep that on close to your chest still? Uh, about who that was talking about. Either way is cool with me. Uh, no, we can go into it. Okay. Do, do we want to go into it in character? I, I don't know where you're planning to kick off this week. So. Well, um, so the vignette's done, and we're talking, it's been probably two months was where we're picking up. So you've had some time time to do okay. some things, time to do some research and looking around. Farazhan's needed the time to train and retrain uh, the new class, which I, I I gave a monetary cost. Um, I figure 500 gold would be enough for a retraining from uh, an archetype or a subtype to another one. So if you will with, deduct 500 gold from your funds... That will cover the cost of retraining it to an Eldritch Knight. Which, funnily enough, is pretty much training with Khaldun, and that just means he's greedy. So <laughs> so just add it to the party funds, then, is what you're saying. Sure, yeah, right. Um, you have had two months. Was there anything anybody wanted to do during those two months? Farzan, you are almost daily busy, so beyond just what you're doing, it might be a little tough to get anything done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alma and Tarathiel. I mean, we did your vignettes. If there's nothing else that's cool, we can kind of skip to it. Uh, but I imagine Tarathiel had some things in, on his mind over the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's um, he's probably... Before he was um, trying to dismantle the last laugh as a like slow and careful enterprise and I would suspect that he's gotten a little more reckless <laughs> in his attempts to try and get information to try and uh, get information out of people that are members of the last laugh if at all possible uh, might have tried to kidnap some some lower level people and question them and probably found out that they don't really know anything um, so you could get some thugs off the street but mm. what you find out really really quickly is how compartmentalized the last laugh is um, almost like little minor uh, small cells within the large cell of cauldron right so you'll have a group that are over the top quarter of cauldron who they answer to one person but they all everybody that you've talked to or However, you coerced or, or you know, uh, convinced them to talk. Um, nobody was really willing or wanting to talk, and you do kind of put together the whole finger thing. That was in order to have a piece to be scried upon. <laughs> That's why he takes these fingers because mm -hmm. he is able to have a you know like Alma. When you looked at the scry spell, your your save. Versus scrying, if they have a piece of your body, is like minus 10. So that's something you discovered in the last couple of months. Everybody's missing something. He just takes pieces of you so he can keep an eye on you. 
Mm-hmm. You've heard his name. Um, it was mentioned earlier. It was mentioned by uh, artist Shimwick a um, long time ago. He he told he mentioned the name of the leader of the Last Laugh. Um, anybody remember? Happen to remember? what his name was it, it's been forever ago um smart fares on would remember but jamie doesn't <laughs> so uh, uh it's probably mike is probably in your mode this was like 40 episodes ago um the leader of the cauldron last laugh goes by the name velior thazo thazo t-h-a-z-o velior thazo um but this person who's being referred to as Villiar is also the person that Jill was referring to. And that doesn't quite connect with what you know about who, who supposedly this, uh, Jill's talking about. Um, and over the two months that you've been looking, it's become more and more and more difficult, almost impossible towards the last of the second month to get anything out of anybody like you just are not finding anybody some of them are just showing up dead especially ones that have talked to you and given you information they just disappear um and some of them just stop talking if they see you they walk the other way that kind of thing they've you know they they've seen the lesson learned by others and they don't want to learn that same lesson and you get to that point where anytime you ask somebody they just flat out without even i mean no hesitation you're not going to kill me. He will. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. And that's kind of the gist. But that's six weeks into, you know, you, you just terrorizing the terrible people of Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you else you are specifically looking for? Um, you don't, you hear nothing else about Megan. You hear nothing else. You don't see Jill. You don't see her at all in the, in the time that you, that's passed in the last two months. Um, wow. Well, I, I don't see anybody I recognize as Jill. She could be anyone. True. That's very true. You know she wears the, the cap. The kind of disguise, yep. Yep. And she obviously has the same kind of hood that you have. She's got a cloak of Elvenkind, so not only is she impossible to tell who she is, but she hides in shadows almost as good as you do. That's super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got like else. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so, is there anything? Is there something that I didn't mention that you would have wanted to look into or ask or gain more information about? Um, if there is, I, I no, absolutely I like, we so. talk about it and figure out what they would have said, but. Well, I, the, the only other thing that I had planned to have going on would be out of Trathiel's head at this point. So, Out of his head? Yeah. He's, he's not thinking about anything else other than finding his daughter okay. at this point. Alright, so super focused. One would say almost obsessed at this point. If, if, an, elf, if, a, if an elf was capable of being uh, having stubble, then he would definitely have the <laughs> five o'clock shadow every day. <laughs> It's just wispy. Like, you have one Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. In that case, Alma, was there anything else that you wanted to do in the next... 
Um, well, I was going to say, I don't know I don't know what um, Tarathiel shared with anybody, because he only really had that experience with Khaldun, but if if I were to know anything about it, I would obviously employ whatever I could do to help. Um, if you can think of anything that I can magically do that you can't. So, it's odd, and maybe it's not odd, but of the group, of the members of this group, the people of Cauldron find you to be the most terrifying, the most vicious, I don't mean vicious, but like when they're thinking of like, who is just truly like dangerous among the four, the, the heroes of Cauldron, it's always Alma. Everybody's like, she wields the power and she blows holes in Umber Hulks and like all these stories. And none of the stories that you hear take into account the fact that, uh, Fairzon is against you with a baseball bat, or you know, Khaldun nukes people from a thousand yards away. They witnessed you summon this holy wrath in the middle of the street that started to melt, and then you blew a hole into a gigantic Umberhulk beetle in the middle of the street. So, your name is like the big name that comes up when they're talking about the people, when they're talking about the four of you and, and uh, the the heroes of Cauldron. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's not a good reputation to have. Like, that's not good. Nothing more dangerous than Beori's love. That's, that's, I guess uh, not. That's the, that's the, uh, the going uh, statement right now. <laughs> and I have to work on some terrifying, good PR. Well, I mean, there's some people calling you like Alma's Avengers and, you know... Oh, they no. are bashers, and you know, no, they're not that kind of thing. Yeah, they're coming up with their own name, oh, like they don't know what to call you guys. So, they're you know, I don't know about Bayori's bashers. You see these names coming up, you know, coming up all over the place, just in a rumor. And when people see you in the street, they are just like, How am I? And they're a mixture of like excitement and just respect out of your ability and respect out of the fact that you could melt them. So they're just like, Alma, and they come up, give you a hug, and then hurry, lot, you know, scurry on off. Be like so you Bruce outshine like, don't hurt the me. rest of the party completely. <laughs> I don't think that's true. No. With your with your holy radiance. Well, uh, if I can like help, I would like to help. So that's all I'll say. And Jinya, you know, you see Jinya quite a bit during those two months, and she gets a kick out of it. She thinks it's hilarious that this is, you know, <laughs> they because they know you. She knows you. She knows Bayori, and Bayori's not really a well-known deity in Cauldron or really anywhere. He's kind of a, or she's kind of a, uh, a secondary, like a minor deity, uh, but not that minor because giving you the power of wrath. <laughs> <laughs> Right. She's laughing at you, Alma. Make her Love stop. Love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it, don't you, Alma? God. It's time for level and walk. <laughs> so the two months you don't even passed. You don't even need to change patron. The power of patron. That's right. <laughs> uh, so the two months pass. 
Uh, you've gathered information. You have officially changed your arc, your subtype, archetype, what subclass, subclass to Eldritch Knight. Hey, hey, senpai. Um, nothing else. Then one afternoon, you guys, you uh, you you live down in the murder basement, but I'm imagining you know it's easier just to come up in town to get things done and stay in town for a couple of days. Do you have a free place to stay uh, up in the drunkard drunken Morkoff? Um, so one afternoon, when you guys you meet up to have lunch or dinner or drinks at the at the Morkoff, um, the three of you are sitting around and Melanie's bouncing around doing her. Uh, butterfly on the wind kind of uh, delivery of drinks and food to everyone um, Shinsen comes in Shinsen uh, if you don't remember was the uh, the dro druid that you discovered that was down with the body of uh, Sarkum down in the the, uh, uh, the lucky monkey and she came back to town with you guys and she at one point, you went to talk to the Striders, and she was they were kind of grooming her to be the contact, and she was just really nervous about it. And like, she was just awkward, like not knowing, you know, what to do with her hands, more or less. Um, but one afternoon, she comes in uh, while you're having lunch, and she walks up to the table and asks if she can sit down and join you guys for lunch. And you haven't seen her. I mean, if you've seen her around town, it's maybe been once or twice in the last three or four months. Um, and by this time, by this time, it's been a little over two months since you brought uh, Zenith back from the evil temple of Balmahatan, Bahamutan, whatever the, <laughs> the temple of Bloop to Bloop. Balmahatun. <laughs> Balhamatan. And she's looking around awkwardly. <laughs> What, what? Sorry, what did she say? Can I sit? Please, please join us. <laughs> what, sure. Standing there waiting. Pull up a, pull up a taco. <laughs> pull up a taco. She, oh, no. she like you. She sits down. How's everybody been doing? Learning a lot. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, so they've. Hey, uh, Tarathio. Can you do that thing that you do so we can... And she's like pointing at her head, you know? Talking our heads. Says that he lean, leans, leans forward and puts her hand into the table so that everybody can... She she grabs, she puts in. her hand on yours. <laughs> go team, go! Yay! I was waiting for the uh, careless whisper. Oh. <laughs> You're in charge of the music. I don't have that one. <laughs> Due to copyright infringement. That didn't roll a die at all. Or maybe it did. Yeah, it did. Five, That's five, uh, five, five hours. Five hours of contact with everybody. Because now I can bring in bring in four people and me. So okay. five total. So she, you know, once it connects, she, uh, she goes, oh, wow. This is just like they do it. And she's thinking all this. So she's, you guys have, you believe, the four of you guys, or the three of you now, have been doing this for a long time, right? So you've gotten to the point to where it's just sort of second nature to be thinking one thing and doing something else and, and be casual about it. She's like this. 
And she's like, you know, you guys are taking a drink, <laughs> just looking around. She's just leaning forward, like staring directly at whoever she's talking to at the time. Like, and she's, you can tell she's still trying to wrap her head around this whole clandestine life she's become a part of. And she's thinking, you know, cool. This is this is how they do it. They they do a thing just like this. Um, uh, Mirfin. They, they who? Uh, the, and she looks over. I don't know how to whisper to you. Can I whisper like this? And I was reading the thing. Actually, you're a router. Like she's talking to you, and you're talking to them. Yes. So she's only only talking to me. Yep. Yeah. So she. She doesn't hear what they say, so it's 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 a weird intermediary intermediary between the two of them. So literally the whole time she's just sitting there staring at you, talking, talking, talking. Just, and uh, she said, uh, uh, "Just relax. You're gonna you're gonna blow a blood vessel or something." Oh, That's okay. She sits back, real shallotly. <laughs> Shallantly. Yes. Shallant. <laughs> so shallant. Very shallantly. Um, so uh, they wanted me, the Striders, they wanted me to come talk to you, contact you, because they've been here. Did they tell you why they're here? Well, they Okay, they've been here for longer than you guys have, uh, because they've been investigating this group of people. And they feel like they've got enough information to actually say, yeah, they're they're here. They're a presence, and it's something that these... Do you need to, do I need to slow down? It's just like translating, I tell you, something in, in English, and you translate it to them. I don't know how this works. They just talk to me. It's all a big jumbled mess. It, they told me to... Okay, they told me to get on with it. So... I know. I get it from facial expressions. Okay. So she becomes a little more expressive when she's talking. So can you hear me right now? <laughs> no. Uh, Mirthen, uh, have you met Mirthen? Mm -hmm. Well, he's like the leader. He's the leader of this group. He's with uh, uh, Farlow and Ferio. Uh, the, he told me I could use their name. Okay, well, you haven't met Mirthen, apparently. He's kind of the leader of this group, and he's the one that's been organizing, and he uses kind of this telepathic thing that you... I know this telepathic thing that you do, right? So, um, he wanted me to come to you and kind of let you know that there is a group of, there's an organization, there's a group of, or, organ, okay, it's like a cult, it's like a cult, and there's this cult that is, uh, they call themselves the Cage Rights, right? And these people are. Uh, the, okay, they basically worship the plane of Carceri. It's real strange. Like, no specific being, but they worship the plane itself because it's like this this powerful, imprisoning uh, plane of, of, of kind of evil. It's real nasty. And Okay, fine. Um, so anyway, the cage rights are here. They're somewhere in Cauldron. And what they're doing is they're collecting people who have this special mark on their face. And, yeah, okay. So they, they had the mark on their face, and they gather them up. We're not sure what or why, but they are here, and we're sure, we're absolutely sure that Zenith was one of those, that they call them... Uh, 
and she she's listening uh, to some of my talk as Matt looks up his notes real quick. Um, <laughs> the call. She, she's in. She's in two two second conversations yes. at once. Yeah. Isn't yes. She? yes. Um, they call him the Shackleborn. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> right. It looks like having somebody, you know, two telephones, really. Like, shut up. I'm, I'm trying. Um, they call him the Shackleborn, and not really sure what that is referring to, but we know that they are needed in order to perform some sort of dark, evil ritual. They've been working on this for. 20, 30, 40 years. Not really sure how far along they are, but they've been looking for these people who are known as Shackleborn. They're born with this mark on their face. Uh, it's hard to see. You've got to, yeah, you've got to, you've got to cast uh, detect spells. You can't, you can't detect magic. Um, but we think that Zenith was the last one that they were looking for. So they have all of them. Right. And we just brought him back, is what you're telling us. Yes. Tell him yes. <laughs> we brought him back to them. Yes. <laughs> Tell him yes. Um, we, yeah, she, she says yes. When, when I, I'm not going to be the magical repeater for everything. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Um, why not? She says, why not? <laughs> Look, look, I have one job on this ship. It's a stupid job, but I'm going to do it. That's from Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. She's, she's the, her job is, is the computer repeater. The, the computer will oh, only oh, respond yeah. to and talk to her. It's all, the, all throughout the thing. Then. They have to tell her to tell the computer to do right. things. <laughs> I have one job. One job on this ship. It's a stupid job, but I'm gonna do it. So the reason... Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. We also... Well, I, I was thinking cage rights. We have... Um, we've seen evidence of uh, cages being manufactured in the murder basement before we arrived, right? That was a, a thing that we saw, so that name kind of maybe is related to that um worshipping a plane is weird it's like worshipping sasserine because you like tacos um <laughs> well I, I think it's what the plane what power the plane can provide I don't know I, I'm i not really sure if I'm using the right yeah well they said it said right they said it a good job thank you um <laughs> So anyway, the reason they wanted me to tell you, I'm getting to it. The reason they wanted me to tell you was there has been uh, a notice put up. Um, the merchants of Cauldron are getting a little miffed by the taxes. And they are having a town meeting, but they're having it out front of town hall. All the mer merchants of, of Cauldron are coming forth to... I mean, complain about the taxes to talk to the Lord Mayor and see if they can come to some sort of accord. And apparently, Mirthen thinks this might be like a way, f not really a cover up, like it's not being started by the Shackleborn, but they think they might take advantage of 
the chaos that may ensue. Alright? Yep. Yeah. The, the chaos that may ensue from a town meeting? Well, it's 700 merchants who are upset about the taxes that are driving them out of business. So, Have you ever expect- been to a town meeting, Fezan? They're, they're wild. No, this is the first town that I've spent much time we in. We should definitely go. What, what do you want us to do? Uh... Just be there and keep an eye on things. If something goes weird, like, you know, a giant beetle crawling out of the, the ground, or what may happen when you have a large. I mean, there's at least 700 merchants in Cauldron. There's going to be a ton of people out front of this tiny little Obsidian Avenue. It's, the thing is, it's also right next to the, uh, the City Watch, the City Guard. So. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm more than a little concerned about all these mercenary half-orcs that have been purchased by the city guard. I mean, not purchased, that's, I don't mean that, hired, but not like guardsmen. I mean, they're being paid flat sums. They're not saying, like, they're not being hired to be guardsmen for the rest of their life. They're being paid for three months. Starting how many months ago? Starting just recently. Now that they've all, 700 of them are now in town, they're all in the barracks, they're all being holed up in the jail cells down below. They're kicking out minor offenders just to make room for these half-orcs to have a place to live. Uh, Because there's nowhere for them to live in town. So, it's a concern. Um, And also... Yeah? We we can't. We, we can't fight off 700 orcs if it comes to that. Well, I, I don't... I don't think it's going to come to that. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but literally just want you to be there in case. Just in case. Okay. I don't know. Just I mean, like a, you a know, really maybe... Maybe with a tea break. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... Uh, there, there are flyers that just started being passed out. It's, it's going to happen in three days. Um, and she hands, hands you a, a notice. Um, it says, Citizens of Cal- Cauldron, let your voice be heard. Come one, come all to the City Hall this evening. It's got a date. Those in power must turn that. Will, that we do not. I'm sorry. Those in power must learn that we do not welcome their indulgences. It's hard to read this and think it, and then think it to you. It's strange. Um, you you could just hand be... us the flyer. Wait, we can all read. <laughs> okay. I can she even I can even read it now. <laughs> yeah. So Matt, what does it say? Their vices shall be borne by our pockets no more. The tax collectors are the, are the lapdogs of their greed. Let, the, let not their shadows besmirch our stoops. Speak your will, voice your pains. Help us return Cauldron to her children. And it's just a little flyer. It, it's not very high quality. It looks like they didn't want to spend a whole lot of money uh, producing it. But I'll, I'll show you a little picture of it. I guess I can do that. Hang on. I'll put it put it in his lab. Just, just, just ham- hammer it to the wall there. Kadow! <laughs> not sure if that'll come up or not. Blurry, blurry, blurry. Yes, blurry. Yeah. But that's the gist of it, except it's not blurry. Right, right. 
Bezos like. No, I didn't understand. I had no idea. Rude knights or uh, uh, eldritch knights couldn't see. <laughs> I've been been reading too many books. My eyes are hurting. <laughs> so really, not asking you because it's gonna be. I mean, she points out the door. It's it's like three blocks from here, in a couple of days. So <laughs> Mike's got his glasses on. Um, <laughs> just not really asking you to do anything. Just be there. <laughs> I mean, if you had planned on being there, would you mind? Um, Mirthen says, "Oh, do you, you do want me to tell him?" Okay. And they're also talking about a name, which Matt. I don't remember if you brought it up with anybody, but um, and this is Shinson again. Um, it's a blue duke. Does that ring a bell? Yes, sure does. All right, so he was the uh, the free agent that was responsible for bringing the orcs into the city in the first place. All right, well, his name has come up, and apparently he's coming to Cauldron. I don't know. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I don't know what that means. There's no more information. But that name was associated with Zoden, right? Yeah, Zoden. And Zoden said that the Blue Duke... And Zoden's left town, by the way. Like, once he got all those half-orcs in, he bugged out. He was the dwarf, right? The one that we didn't yeah. catch. Because we, 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 we caught two of them, had a chat with them, hired both of them eventually, and one of them got killed by the last laugh. Correct. And Alma met Zoden down in the murder sub-basement and uh, <laughs> talked to them, got some information, and, you know, and he was, he was very... Under the boathouse. Yeah. He was very uh, polite due to terror. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's Shinson saying, you know, uh, uh, Felian's been keeping an eye out on them from the outside you know we now that we knew where the entrance was he's been staying out ranging around keeping an eye on them and the last of the half orcs that were due to be brought in got brought in maybe two weeks ago and once they were in then once they were dressed and once they were delivered Zoden left town he went by the east gate which kind of makes me feel like he went to Cesarine um, is that it? yeah that's it, guys. <laughs> so you're telling us that some mysterious Blue Duke is going to be here for the town meeting or beyond? Don't really have a specific time frame. It wasn't like Blue Duke will be here in several days. It was just he's got something to do with this. And now, because apparently he's the one that kind of, like you just said, he's he set up the whole thing, got the half-orcs. He was like the person that the middleman the, the coordinator the coordinator what have you uh now that the job's done he's actually coming in person to cauldron maybe to get paid i don't know but we just we heard through some other channels that that name uh, is being heard more and more which means it's getting more it's getting more local to our area it's, it's under our radar and you have no further knowledge of who this person is? No, no. We just have a name. I, I don't, we don't even know what the guy looks like. We say guy because it's not Presum Dutch. 
pr presumably he's blessed. <laughs> I guess so. Either that or incredibly <laughs> sad. Or a smurf. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think it's more, more like a jazz jazz blues dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're saying he so likes I'm things gonna, in a minor what's key. What's good to drink around here? Did she say that out loud? Yeah. Or to yeah. his head. <laughs> no, she said that loud. Okay, I'll relax. <laughs> Faison slides his very large tankard over to her. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, Ophelia uh, says hello. Who's Ophelia? Who? Uh, you can you can return that hello. Okay, he says hello back. I don't have to say it out loud. Okay, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> okay. It's, just, it's, just, it's like a conversation with my I parents. See, this is, this has been phone. very stressful for you. Um, you're doing very well. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I like you too. Do you just do you just want to hang out and have a drink? Can I? Oh, that'd be great. I'm actually kind of hungry. Uh, yep, and she does. Uh, at this point, she, uh, whoever was been talking, well, you know who's been talking to her, but they're no longer <laughs> jabbering in her ear anymore. She's like, oh, dude, I swear, I say one thing, little, don't shut up until I say it out loud. The little on air light above her head just turns <laughs> off. <laughs> <turns off. laughs> the, the Discord, boo doop. <laughs> boo doop. <laughs> Fario has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, Fario is the chat. He's the chatty one. Uh, Felian, he didn't talk much, which is nice, especially when no. they're all in your head. Mirthan lets everybody else do the talking. Uh, and those and those two names, I, I can't remember those two names. Ferion and who? Ferion. Ferion, Felian are striders of Felon that um, Tarathiel interacted with. A couple of times. Um, okay. Once, I think when we first came out of the, uh, when we first came out of the, what was it called? The Malachite Fork. Malachite Fork. Uh huh. Uh, and then the once before we headed down to fight Drakthar. I'm pretty sure. Also, before you because went down we to we had fight a whole. Lich. That was it. The lich. We had a we had a whole montage of like we're all gonna die. Let's let's go and do prep. And yeah, so it was like eighteen pull and duct tape. Stuff from going them. Buying scrolls and magic items and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Do do do. Yeah. Da, da, da. So you know what? I, I completely forgot, Jamie. You brought it up and you said you wanted to do it. Let's. I I want to take a step back and let's just do that quickly. Um, you mentioned saying. That that you would like to do a recap which is a good time for a recap because I mean, if it's not obvious we're between books right now yeah um so can i you want to you want to hit a recap if if i could ask one quick question before i forget again for the 17th time <laughs> would, would it be possible what the heck i think i just got an ad on the stream that i'm running <laughs> what? Okay. What's your question? Uh, you can I can I uh, find or convert my uh, 
uh, armor to adamantine? Um, not with the material, money, or time that you have available. Okay, and, it, not, and as part of the two months, couldn't have like farmed that adamantine? out to the black. Yeah. No. Okay. Have you, have you looked? Have you looked it up? The cost. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I don't know what the cost is. It doesn't say. They all say it says uncommon. Right, adamanti. Uh huh. So, adamantine reduces the damage you take by all things by what three points, something like that. Okay, maybe not adamantine. What's the other um, mithril? I don't know the one that allows him to be quiet. It doesn't impose. Uh, this uh disadvantage on stealth there's a there's a metal uh armor that will allow that okay well um let's do that off air so i'll have time to look it up and have to look it up online or or while we're we're online while we're on air doing this okay uh, i'll look into it okay it's Uh, mithril though yeah it's mithril sorry okay mithril Still going to be tough because it's still rare metal. That's what uh, almost uh, chain shirts made out of. The elven chain is made out of mithril, yeah, which makes it lighter and yada yada. So we'll look into it. Okay. Um, and then if we need to, I'll just retro it saying during those two months since you're not actively creating it, that would be enough time. However, you're not like replacing your. Okay. Now that I think about it. You can't replace the metal of your armor with a new metal and call it the same armor. I mean, you're just making new armor. So it wouldn't be magical anymore. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, this would be that, that ship. Uh-huh. You know, you replace all the planks of the ship. Is it still the same ship? <laughs> you can't really replace the armor of your armor metal and still call it the same armor. You're just making a new suit. The ship of Theseus? Theseus. That's Perseus? Mm-hmm. One of the yeses? Theseus. Yeah, it's Theseus. It's Theseus. Um, yeah. Right? So, does that make sense? Like... Yeah, I replaced this magical breastplate with a non-magical breastplate of special metal, and now it's magical. I don't think that's going to work. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, would... find somebody to make it magical. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, we'll that's, f- some, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, All right, we can we can talk about it. Yeah. So, so for you, a friendly still... Smith wizard that wasn't doing anything. Right? <laughs> he's very very busy now. <laughs> I mean, you can't even find him. Wherever Boxy is, it was it was down in a hole. <laughs> he went he went down in the basement of Blue Crater Academy, <laughs> and then Blue disappeared. Blue Crater's murder uh, basement. Yeah. So you know the crazy stuff we've met in like, you know, the bathhouse. Imagine what we find what you find in the in the basement of an arcane's, you know, school of wizardry. It's boathouse. Right. The boathouse. It's a boathouse. <laughs> All right, so let's let's just do a real quick recap. Um, we need we need jazz for recap, Mike. Smooth jazz <laughs> coming at you live. Oh, night. oh, yeah. Hang on. I, I can't believe you didn't do that instinctively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for smooth smooth jazz. <laughs> oh yeah. Oops. Coming at your ear holes all night. Oh no! What'd you roll? I I, I accidentally rolled a performance check. (laughs) We're glad you're not doing the jazz. I got (laughs) him. This jazz stinks. I'm trying to scat and it's not working. I'm like, beat up, beat up, boop, boop. It's not good. Uh, That's pretty good. 
Uh, Welcome back to WCLDN. <laughs> Cauldron. Cauldron. All jazz all the time. <laughs> we are hot, hot, hot tonight. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> recap. We're 80-ish episodes in. Uh, we just finished another book. To let you guys know, we're almost halfway through all the books. Gasp! That didn't seem as important. We're almost really halfway as, through as, all the levels. Yeah, I say we're almost halfway through. <laughs> what a coincidence! Is that I mean, are, are we are we nine twentieths away through the adventure? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so this book has um, the remake of this of this uh, campaign. Shackled City uh, was redone into book format out of the Dungeon Magazine and they added a chapter and it was uh, I forgot who wrote it, it was like Mike Marles or somebody wrote it because it needed something was missing to connect two of the stories so they threw in this second chapter. Originally there were only 11 chapters, now there are 12, there's 12 books to this and you just finished number 4, so I guess you are a third of the way that's almost half, right? I don't know. Um, it depends on if you're eating a burger okay. or, you know. Or being burnt alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so the story start Sorry. started with you guys coming to Cauldron. And so I want you guys to chime in. I don't want to sit here and recap it myself because I'm going to forget a lot. And also, it's kind of interesting to hear a recap from the player's point of view to make sure that the information that I wanted to relate is getting related. Because there's usually a massive disconnect between what a DM wants you to know and what the players actually pick up on. So, go. Terathiel <laughs> is a rogue. <laughs> That's my first line in my notes. Right. It, all, it all started... It all started when we were... Well, actually, how far back in the recap do we want to go? Uh, I guess from character introduction... Uh, Tarathia was wandering around the city of Cauldron, uh, grifting people and making money. Uh, when he got picked up off the street by the last laugh, uh, they took him to I, I intimidate him, recruit him, some some combination of those things. They cut off his little finger, and uh, he escaped. He killed uh, at least one of the people that were chasing him through the city, and he kind of disappeared into the shadows. That's Tarathia's intro. Um, Khaldun escaped from the depths of uh, the Underdark a different area um, and came up came he was basically he bumped into a, a traveling merchant who brought him to Cauldron to have somewhere to go and that's pretty much all we know about his, his past except you know he's mentioned that he's from Tunareth which is a city and the astral plane where the, the Githyanki live and all this stuff but he doesn't really say a lot about it uh, that's right Senpai it was it was they were warning Tarathiel that, that he was doing things on their turf without their permission, without giving them their their part, their piece. Um, and then Ferzon came into town. Um, kind of like on a... Uh, on a mission from God. Yeah, but like a soul-searching kind of thing, trying to figure <laughs> something out. That's what um, I was doing. It's funny, because we ended up going to see the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's right, Alma. You were doing a soul search. Uh, uh, Farazon, you were sent by your you were sent by your people to find something. Yeah, they didn't know what that something was. Yeah, it, it like, was kind of a wisdom. 
Yeah, it's kind of Wisdom. a yeah. there, there was there was an impending threat, and he was sent to to learn, you know, if you know what what he could. You know, in terms of kind of worldly wisdom, and then come back to help help his people. Uh, so, and he was sent to—I don't remember who he was sent to, or if he came upon the uh, the monastery at the foot of the mountain. Stumbled upon. Stumbled upon. Yeah, tripped and fell That's into. Right. Sure. Um. And so he trained. He trained there. Um, he he got his he got his uh, stick handed to him. Uh, for for sev- several rounds, even from some of the newbies, before he finally got frustrated and pulled a uh, a small a small tree out of the ground and used that to 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 whack the dude, and then you know lesson was learned. <laughs> that became your I believe the phrase employee. launch might have been used. <laughs> <laughs> you just pointed out into the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, then from there he uh, he trained trained you know to to be a, a fighter, an actual fighter, and then ended up in cauldron. cauldron. Yeah. Um. So what was the first thing that started the adventure? Right. So there was this one evening. The, it was uh, the raining. Exciting incident. Yes. The ins- the incident that started this whole uh, domino effect um, we, was uh, hearing Rufus. Yelling for help, and he was being pummeled. He was being beaten by some last laugh jokesters, and that fight lasted one round because he cast sleep. Yay, that's fun. Um, <laughs> but this started you down this this trail, right? Um, and you met Jinya, and she became like your like your best friend in Cauldron. Like she's the only one that you can truly say, except for maybe Gretchen at the orphanage. Who hasn't betrayed you somehow or you feel like you can trust you know beyond all things because this whole city is dirty i mean <laughs> everything about the city is dirty it's corrupt i mean you've got the, it's muddy you've got the lord mayor who has the organized crime syndicate in his pocket and they are constantly i mean they kill people on a regular basis and kidnap and blah blah blah, blah. so they're they're helping him run the city under the city um Tell them I hate them. You hate them. I'm pretty um, sure you have told them many times. Many times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so, the, the beginning of the story. A kid's missing. They send you to the orphanage. You get information to find out that Keegan Geld, who's a locksmith, has... Four kids are missing. <laughs> Four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> um discover that some creatures are kidnapping people and going down through Keegan's house and you discover Jadarun this ancient gnomish pain in the ass of a, of a fortress <laughs> under cauldron. It's the first of many vertebrations <laughs> that you come across. This was this was pre-Matt's like, uh, 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 adjusting the DC to 5th to, to edition. Yeah, I was still using 3.5 DCs on these locks. And oh, were you? It weren't wow. easy on you at all, but it, the whole- it also it, it makes for great radio. Like I, I roll to check for traps. You don't detect traps. I unlock the door. There's a trap. Okay, next room. Oh look, another door. <laughs> I roll to check for traps. You don't detect any traps. Okay. Yeah, and also I I uh, realizing how absolutely difficult and horrible and heinous it was to roll these high rolls. I 
incorporated a lot of stuff like you learn these locks and you learn the trap so yeah the dc went down and you guys started having advantage and like once you figured out the lock it was just nothing to you know blah 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 i was trying to make it as easy as possible because mm-hmm. these doors had a dc 25 to unlock and i'm like how is that blah. so anyway <laughs> Got through Jadarun, didn't explore the whole thing, went on down to the sub-sub basement to the Malachite Fortress, which is where um, you met the horrible half-dwarf, half-troll uh, slave guy. Well, and, uh, you, you, you left out the most important thing we found in Jadarun. Foxy. Foxy. <laughs> so there was a... <laughs> there was a... Mimic. I have fun, fun memories of the poo room. <laughs> the poo room. Oh, yeah. You guys met Foxy, uh, and he was uh, quite delighted by the name of Keegan's pet rat. <laughs> Starbrow! Every, every time he heard that name, he would just start laughing and cackling. Starbrow. And Boxy was a friendly mimic. He, you know, he... in, in theory, Starbrow's still with us, right? We, we did... We did rescue Starbrow, yep. and we did. did bring him back to Gelf, and we have taken Gelf on missions. So, in theory, Gelf... Starbrow is a part of the party at this point. Keegan, uh... Starbrow has is been the whole Jonesy thing in Aliens. Like, you're staying here. You're not going back out there with me. You're I don't get that reference. And then, you know, we'll, I'll see you when you get back. Um, and he ate a lot of copper. So, he ate so much... Two or three of the creatures that were down in Jadarun were so big, so full of metal and copper that he ate them whole, and then he butted off his twerp son, twerp brother. Uncle, I think he called brother, him a brother. Brother, brother, yeah. twerp. Uh, and so the new reigning superior race of cauldron had begun. <laughs> um, so you guys scooted on. I, I'm going to try to skip over, like yeah. skip a little faster because we'll be here. Well, I think we're going to be here the rest of the show, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yep. Got down to Malachite Fortress. You found uh, uh, this this slave ring at the very bottom in Malachite Fortress, which was this old dwarven citadel that was designed to protect Cauldron and Jadarun from the Underdark. What may have come up, you know, the, the possible dirty creatures from the depths of bad places. Um, and you snuck around. You finally got to uh, the slaver, and you saw the the young. You saw well. It wasn't just one kid that was kidnapped. There were four, mm-hmm. and you found them, and you fought, and you took out the uh, took out the slave. I'm trying to remember his name, but I can't for the life of me. Anyway, while you're fighting there, the fight stops. I'm trying to find when it. a beholder shows up, which is what everybody level two wants to. Uh, C yep. is a beholder. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he talks to the Ka- slaver. Kazmogen. 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 The half dwarf, uh, half troll? Half dwarf, half troll, yeah. slave owner, slavering owner. Um, yeah. And the, the beholder kind of blesses him out and like fries a couple of goblins and throws Tarathiel against the ceiling. I think I remember that. He uses telekinesis and just like slammed you. Um, mm-hmm. And then took... I tried to buy a kid from him because yeah. like, that seemed that seemed like the simplest way out of this well, problem. I mean, you were in a slavery, uh, and they uh, he bugged out with Terum. Yeah, and you guys took the rest of the kids out. 
And then you alerted the guards, and the guards took over. They took over Shadowrun, they took over Malakat Fortress, the city basically annexed it and kicked Keegan out, and, uh, exiled him from town for being complicit with the uh, kidnapping and selling of children, which he, come to find out, literally had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And later, a day or so later, uh, Taram shows up by this unknown dark-veiled woman who comes with the chicken arms was that the we we suspect this is a beholder in a dress yeah (laughs) but we never saw her yeah we never never saw her and it was a very vague kind of description of you know a woman in a dress right with a veil and but yeah so that was the end of that story terrams returned the orphans are safe everything's happy and all just right in the world again except is that, is that is that book one that was book one yeah that's like the okay. first 25 right, gonna... episodes or something yeah something 23 like 23 episodes yeah 23 I, okay, gotta, yeah I have it i have it labeled in my notes as uh, someone think of the children <laughs> uh, the name of book <laughs> one is called life's bazaar i don't like, i don't want to know the real names i i've just basically oh. like as we've gone through i picked out when the when the book when the books are and I've named them but they're, they're okay. all terrible names <laughs> <laughs> so the second chapter of the story is when you A this is about the time the rain starts mm-hmm. right so it's getting towards summer's ending it's starting to get towards fall the rains the monsoon season's hit and this is foreshadowing for the flooding of Cauldron's Lake um, uh, the first one uh, actually it's B-A-Z-A-A-R like uh like a Middle Eastern bazaar where you sell things. Um, and this is where you start seeing there are goblins attacking the town and leaving graffiti and causing just general muck and mayhem. And you're asked to go down and figure things out and you meet... Uh, uh, Oric Stonehaven? Oric, who has been charmed and has been allowing these goblins in and out, you come to find out. And I don't know nothing about no goblins. I don't know yep. nothing about no goblins. And that's when the murder marathon of goblins began. Because <laughs> oh, they what? were streaming out. It was, so, it was so, self-defense. It was, <laughs> I remember that line because that's about where I am in the in my my listen through. So we couldn't we we were told to go find Orc Stonehaven, right? Yeah, we were by, uh, someone... by the last laugh by Jill from the last laugh. Yeah. Okay. It was and... recurring, recurring underboss. She showed up in the very first session. She was uh, with the thugs that were beating up Rufus, but she got away. Yeah, she was on the ceiling, like observing, almost like it was their initiation, maybe or something like that. On the, uh, on the roof. <laughs> on the ceiling is a different connotation. Oh, yeah, well, you're on the ceiling. <laughs> she was on the roof. Um, so, yeah, you you walk into this place. You wait for this time that the goblins always came out, and they did all 30 of them and you pretend that you uh, started to just kill everything you saw but Farazan didn't that's, kill a single one of them and that's also well he Caldoon uh, <laughs> burnt everything yes. like he was his little fiery dudes running around bouncing and I'm pretty sure that Tarathiel had his fair share of goblin death oh for sure I think he still has nightmares about that night <laughs> And I left those. I left the X over dead goblin bodies on that map for the <laughs> longest time before I cleaned it up. Um, 
So got in here, took out the goblins, figured out that Auric was being uh, charmed or something like that, and go down into this sub-basement. And there's there was a, a temple, temple to uh, a dwarven god down there. So that was... You're curious about that, kind of jump ahead in the story, but Auric didn't quite make it through this storyline. Um, he did not. He was, he was murdered later. But what you discovered was that you'd gone down into the warren of a vampire. Uh, mm-hmm. Had taken... A young vampire. Yes, a newly Drakthar. created vampire, Drakthar. The, uh, what was he? He was a uh, hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, Drakthar, the vampire. And you made your way through there. There's a lot more goblins and warrens. And then that's where you met Colander and Kelef. Uh, two mercenaries who had been hired come to find out also Drakthar had been hired uh, as one of them but he sat down yeah. in the wrong chair <laughs> oh the chair the, the yes, chair, yes, oh, the, the, chair. The, one that, the one that gave Farazhan his second achievement yep Yeah, you got your first achievement when you were fighting the chain golem and you just like kept running headlong like you ran it wasn't just that like every single room you ran right in the middle of the bad guys and you just got pummeled and you got knocked out and then you got actually i think it was one combat you got knocked out and brought back up three times in the mm-hmm. same combat mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when i gave you your first achievement bonehead which gave you a perfect <laughs> plus one hit point yeah um because your head's like hard as a bone mm-hmm. um so go through you fight drag actually you fought drakthar like right out of the gate and you ran him off, like he turned to turned to gas, flitted away. And later you found the cause, the root of the evil of Drakthar's way, which was this unholy, weird, undead uh, amalgamation of pulled taut faces of a chair. So the whole chair is made of nothing but faces that have been pulled tight and sewn into a full chair. And it was a big chair. And it it's was the Necronomicon of Lazy Boys. Yeah, it was uh, it was ugly. And I think did it didn't it somebody get pulled, like got grappled into sitting down and it just started biting you all up. Was that Farazon? Yes. Yeah, so it grappled you My down. Name was it, it sat you down in the chair and then it just every one of those faces just started biting on you and draining your blood. And you uh, killed it. And that was the that was the I think that was the origination of the first uh, the fan art from Cow Art, I think. Yes, yes, the very first fan art was of the chair. Yes, <laughs> of the, the face chair, yes. Um, so, killed that, killed Drakthar, uh, Kelev and Colander, you met them, uh, Corlander, you met them, um, they told you kind of what was going on, and they had barricaded themselves into that room mm-hmm. because Drakthar was going crazy, and then also heard you guys just like a wave of death coming down Drakthar's way. So they were not having any part of it. Um, and then you stopped. I think you killed Drakthar, you killed the chair, and you found those two. You brought them out and you talked to them and basically hired them. Um, but you left the rest of Drakthar's way alone. You kind of had come to do what you meant to do, but you didn't see the rest of what was happening late down further into the tunnels till actually much later that was book two killing Drakthar clearing out those tunnels and finding out about this area being used as a smuggler's 
a smuggling uh, you know, underground railroad mm -hmm. for lack of a better term um, to get these half-orcs in that are being hired into the guard by this time time had passed and the rain is really coming down mm -hmm. so much so that the lake in the center of cauldron is flooding worse than it's done in 50 years and they used to have the schematics for this wand this rod and it's been long lost because they haven't needed it so long it's just they don't know where it is so sarkum seeing the rain start so many months ago realizing it's gonna be one of those kind of bad bad seasons took off and was looking for the schematic to create this rod again and he found it but apparently some else realized he found it and they waylaid him inside the lucky monkey and he sent out a message to Jinya and said help help I'm being oppressed <laughs> and wanted to be rescued so you guys saddle up at her request head down there and literally sneak in the back door and go straight to the boss I mean right to the boss you didn't fight or see anybody else you went straight to the boss <laughs> Who was who was called Tongue Eater? Tongue Eater. Oh my gosh! He ate tongues. Um, so you fought the boss, and he was a raging barbarian. Where where baboon? That's right. Where baboon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Tarathiel had yeah, baboon. Had uh, <laughs> where is it? There is it. Um, had kind of pissed him off. Like, you'd done something, you'd mess with him, you'd throw him coins, you'd open the door and shut the door, and finally he's just like, rage mad! And he just came yeah. after you. He was very single-minded, and was charging down that hall, and everybody, fares on, I mean, everybody's just throwing everything they got at this guy, because he's raging, he's taking no damage, he's moving like a dang horse, and he's got his eyes <laughs> just set on Tarathiel. He's going to kill Tarathiel. And I remember, like, Literally, it was his turn next, and he's leaping to attack you, and he dies in midair and just skids right at Tarantula's <laughs> feet. It was a neat combat, uh, and he was—he drank all of your loot. He drank a potion every round, healing up, just blah blah, like he's charging, trying to get to you, and being angry about it. Um, what a jerk! Yeah, he was a jerk. Punk. I have um, I have a note or I have a line in my notes. It says loot in kitchen colon and then the next line there's a dash and it's empty. Interesting. So <laughs> what you I, I do I just remember I remember reading this. Um, I forgot to mention that there was the head of Sarkum on the wall after you guys had gone down to the basement to find him. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of uh, retro fit that one. Like, oh, wasn't there a head on the wall up there missing a tongue? Anyway, <laughs> this is where you met Shinson, who just talked to you in the in the uh, the bar just you know, mm -hmm. earlier in this episode. Um, she was down there. She was a she's a follower of Farlon, and she was uh, she's a druid that keeps uh, takes care of the grove in the area around the Lucky Monkey as part of her worship of Farlon. And she tells you the story that, you know, Sarkum was here, and then they got uh, they got uh, ambushed and driven down here, and finally you know, they beat him down, and that this red-headed, short, this woman with short red hair and like full plate spiky black armor took the 
schematic and bugged out. Yes. Enter artist Shemwick. Triel. You discovered her, later. Her name is Triel. Uh, enter artist Shemwick, who is the mm-hmm. information broker of Cauldron. And he worked with The Last Laugh, but not for The Last Laugh, if that makes Not for sense. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he works with everybody, right? If you've got information, he'll buy it, he'll sell it, whatever. He just, you know, he's, he's an entrepreneur. Um, he you, he sells you the information where to find Triel. He, he's known about this this strange uh, sub-basement under a cauldron, outside of cauldron, kind of, um, for years. And he says, well, last I heard, she was holed up here, and she's crazy. So... You guys go down into this Kopru ruins. Oh, yeah. This is book three, by the way, the flood season. Um, go into the Kopru ruins, ruins, and it's just this weird mix of all kinds of creatures. I remember reading this adventure thinking, <laughs> why is all this crap here? Um, so you've got, uh, you've got a Kopru who is in one corner. You've got this horrible... Still there. Still there. As far as, know. as far as you know, yeah. Um, you've got this horrible abyss, abyssal stag uh, along the bloody beach. Uh, that was kind of horrifying because it had this like this aura of slow about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you killed that, and you went, in, out of that. <laughs> went into the uh, the citadel, and you went south first, and you met this um, strange spider creature. It's it's known uh, I forgot what it's called but it, it's a normal creature for the Underdark what wasn't normal though was that it was psychic you know everybody's like focused on the fact that it had like 10 human eyes and like 11 feet and spiny and just generally a nasty creature but it had psychic abilities it was like drawing people in like fighting the fly kind of thing and you guys beat the hell out of it and it basically said why are you here? What do you want? Call the truce. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm about to die. What do you want? I don't want to die right here. And it, this creature had the uh, schematics. What you found? What maybe it wasn't obvious? I tried to give some. I tried to give uh, a little bit of hints. Um, the halfling wizard had entrusted this creature, this spider, with the schematic for safekeeping because he didn't trust the other two. That joke. I remember busting into, busting into his room and I think he summoned an air elemental or something. He he had a, yeah, he had an air elemental. He had a, uh, that guy. Diagram. He had a uh, pentagram-ish summoning circle in the, in the center of his room. And, I mean, you guys just beat him to death. Like, two rounds dead. Like, he, was, he didn't have a chance to do anything. Of course, he put a wizard in a five by five room and you're just you're gonna die yep um so you kept on exploring and you found triel who is the leader of this whole group uh and the group of the religious group is called the anybody triad which is a combination of three dark gods with the idea of creating an overlord out of those three gods and they're using this place as a, a base of operations. Um, she had taken this schematic 
in order to sell it. She was trying to make money off of it. She was needing funds for the Ebon Triad. That's why she took it. And she was going to try to ransom it back to the city. But you guys had already taken it. And you... <laughs> this is where Farzan used every ranged weapon he had on his body because he got trapped in this... So the, the, the doors were all like turnstiles. And yeah, the trap was this claw that was this razor... Uh, infested claw that wrapped you up and held you in the in the turnstile door mm -hmm. and every move you made it cut you and all this stuff and blah yeah. blah and you're like throwing throwing and choppy and spears <laughs> and axes and I mean everything you had <clears throat> anyway kill Triel and that's where you met Sakuro and Ajar and Thistle and a bunch of the other uh, henchmen that have been hired by Triel to keep guard and they're like don't go back in the back. It really sucks back there, and I think he's dead. And they were talking about the Lich. By this point, you'd actually really beaten <laughs> this adventure. I, I have, I have uh, in session fifty-four. I have my notes consist of only a recap for the previous episode, and it just says. The party continues to look for stolen one plans, collecting a couple of new employees along the way. With their aid, the party bypasses a number of nasty traps and learns a rope trick or two. Now they face a choice between hideous web kittens to the south and a sanity, sanity challenged knoll with living deficits to the north. Did I mention he's a wizard? An undead wizard? No one say lich. <laughs> uh, don't say the word. Tarkalar? Tarkalar? Tarkalar. Tarkalar, right. yep. Tarkalar, the, the newly formed lich. So little behind the screens um, he was written in the adventure as a Hokuva which really doesn't have a thing in 5e so I kind of came up with like the the newly formed lich and there's some other things going on behind the scenes that caused him to become a lich that's not really um, shown itself yet so I'm not going to go too much into that um, so you guys got schematic send it back to Jinya Jinya creates a rod cleans out the water and you decide hey we've got a murder basement let's go clean it out and keep it for ourselves so you get down and you kill a lich and you take over the murder basement for yourself mm -hmm. and that's about the time that uh, a woman named Celeste who you had met earlier um, during the uh, the Demon Scar Ball uh, who's a friend of uh, Volantru asks if you will go and find this guy this dwarf who's apparently been cursed and they need him back to set things right with dad okay he's in the mountains he's underground he's in a temple of uh uh bloop to floop uh in balmahat and in order to get there you need to stop by and see jared and he'll give you directions further so they're like okay cool and you go and you meet jared who is flat out nuts he believes he's the king of Andoria, uh, which is a non-existent country in a valley. To be fair, and to to be fair, nobody is contesting his rulership of that's true. Kingdom. That's true. <laughs> that's, he is, he is well. The king. That's not true. Come later to find out there is a somebody that's contesting that it's their realm, not his, and that is Dorlot. No, I'm sorry, Gotrod. Gotrod, the son of Hookface. He. Uh, apparently was contesting the fact that you're insane. I need to... So you meet Jared, 
crazy Jared. He puts you up for the night. He tells stories. He like mm-hmm. asks all about you. He calls you the giant funny jester, um, and just gives you the information you need. But he's also desperate for company and entertainment, and he makes you stay the night with him in his uh, magical illusion of a country inside of a magical illusion of a house, and you know all these different things. And he, uh, the next morning, as you're leaving, he's like, oh, by the way, there's Dragon coming. He always comes about this time of day to ask me if I'd seen yada yada. And then a dragon starts circling the valley. Um, and you kill it. Remember that time we, we tried to hide inside of a clay oven from a fire dragon? That's that true. Amazing. I don't want to go too much into the details of the fight, but short of it is, I mean, you're on it. You're listening to episode 84 right now. You know they won. Fight. Um, so you kill it, you skin it, you gut it, you do terrible things to this body of this dead dragon, and you head down to the other guard. <laughs> Waste not, want not, Matt. <laughs> um, head down into the Underdark. Uh, Here's the whole dragon. A Hyrohydra, who's set up. Uh, set up to be uh, fair, we tried uh, to trick our way past it. You did, you did. And it's funny that you just asked for something made of Mithril, because I'm pretty sure... It was either you or Alma, one of the two of you had like disadvantage on your sneak and it was just like, it just woke up, you know. And so you fought this seven-headed pyrohydra, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Py- pyro um, hydra. Yeah. Get past it, go to the temple, uh, get to the temple, you see that it's a whole bunch of... Kuatoas? Um, Kuatoas, thank you. Uh, all I could think of was blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> that's so, much less complicated than Godzilla. The world, of, the world of Warcraft uh, creatures. Frog, not frog bucks. Anyway, I always matter. think of the uh, the the uh, things from Diablo, Diablo One, and in the second world, there's a oh yeah oh yeah oh there's a little thing with the spears that run at you. But, the you little know, pygmies. I don't I don't remember yeah. what they were. Yeah, they yeah. were funny. That was Diablo 2. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Diablo 2. But anyway, you get to the temple, you go inside the temple, and when you step into the temple property, temple proper where the actual gigantic statue of Loop Loop is there, you trigger a trap that summons this uh, Irony's demon to protect oh. the temple. And that fight was the most disappointing thing I've ever done in my life. Because I don't think I don't think I rolled above a seven the entire fight. I mean she no. was taking three shots around, make her failing every saving throw. She was just She she should have should have been a one person TPK and she just wasn't. Yeah. I I was I was actually I remember telling you guys like leading up to this point, I was really worried about it dreading it because she's awful like really really terrible um but you know it's when you when you start a session and matt says look i, I don't want to kill your characters but have you all got backups <laughs> <laughs> all i can say is the power of Yori was with you that day mm-hmm. I, will, I, must, I must i must admit um because didn't you again like absolutely just curb stomp the crap out of her with one of your fifth level spells or you did something you blasted the shit out of her like a ton of damage 
Emma um, doesn't stop fights, but she finishes them. Yeah. I don't start a fight, but I'll kill you. Never <laughs> <laughs> um, on purpose. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. <laughs> um, so you fight her, and you finally find the guy you're looking for, who is uh, seeing this split of shield, who has gone absolutely out of his mind. And he's making these predictions. Problem solved. <laughs> and he doesn't go without a fight. And he and his little invisible buddy was a hell of a fight. That yeah. was, that, I felt mm-hmm. like that was a fun fight. That was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But the way you beat him was you turned him into a turtle, <laughs> wrapped him in a blanket, Launched him to the top of a yep. cave with an with a, with a about 70, 80 feet up with an owl, and dropped him. <laughs> Classic turtle in a blanket. Yep. Classic. Yep. But where are we going to get an owl? But I, per- I perfectly executed a turtle in a blanket. That's right. So for the future, like we're looking for plans like turtle in a blanket. Man, we don't have an owl. There's on the ultra snipe now. I just just mentioning that. <laughs> You, uh, you get, I forgot about the screaming rock. Uh, you, uh, you catch, uh, Zenith, you, you put him in a cage, and he has one of these, like, mind quakes where he just kills everything within, like, a half mile. Does a ton of damage. Yeah. And, um, at that point, he just goes completely catatonic. He just follows you, um, doesn't really fight you at all at this point. And as you're leaving, you discover Dorlot. The black dragon that Gotrod's been looking for has apparently made this temple his home. And he comes out and he's what he's done is he's left where he was and has taken over the main temple with the statue because he knew that you killed the Aranese devil. And so he's in there and you discover him because he's out there, he's there. But all you know, the rest of the the Kuatoa are bringing the treasure to pile up at his feet, and that's when Zenith triggers and blasts everybody, including the dragons, kills all of his Kuatoans, and he just like goes into a rage. And Keegan puts up a magic illusion of a wall and says, "I'm getting out of here. I'm done with dragons." <laughs> and you guys buggered out. Uh, are you in OFT? Yes. Uh, and you basically brought Zenith back to town. And that leads you up to today. I mean, that was... that was We started June the 1st, 2021. So we're coming up on two years. So that's a two years and 20 minutes. No, no, no. January, no? January 4th, 2021 is when my first uh, notes are from. What's that's that's my notes notes from session one is January fourth, twenty twenty one. We're over two years. Oh, we're over two years. Where did I get June the first? Maybe it was the first uh, podcast. No, I don't know. Whatever. Good. Two years. So there's two years and twenty minutes right there. Um, <laughs> so quick recap. Yes. Anything y'all want to add to it that I forgot? Because we got about ten minutes left. This is gonna be a a short podcast, that's for sure. Uh, cutting 30 minutes out of the front. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, do we, I think, I think, 
there was there was something <coughs> where we 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 did meet up with um what's the what's the uh the very very well off gentleman's name Volantru? Volantru? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, a nobleman of Cauldron. Yeah, we've we've kind of gotten in his good graces a little bit, haven't we? Or it seems seems to have seemed yeah. to have. He, I defend, mean, he defended us at the Demon's Scar. He was involved in this Zenith thing. And he's put you up uh, for free at the Jordan uh, Morkoth literally since like the second day you were here. Yeah. Because you saved the, the started out with the orphans. You saved the orphans and he was very appreciative and didn't really know it was him for the at first, and then later found out that he was one of those like your silent benefactor. Um, but yeah, yeah he's... pro tip for anybody moving to a new city is find some orphans that are in trouble and save them. And <laughs> you just yep. ride him. That... Easy. Yep. <laughs> and you, I mean, you guys have been in Cauldron over a year now, and he's been paying mm -hmm. for four rooms every night at the, at the Drunken Morkov for a year. Yeah, I mean, they're not nice rooms. Probably he probably doesn't even notice. No, I mean, <laughs> not, even, not even costing him the interest on his interest, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's a quick rundown on the story. As of, I mean, short and dirty, like you know, that's 160 hours down to two minutes or 20 minutes. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I th I think right. that's that hit all the high points. So yeah, I, I didn't want to like get too much detail of every episode if you want that much detail hey yeah check out the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. check out the youtube right <laughs> but you know the basically the the plot of each book that's what i was trying to hit for each one yeah 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 but, um and i've got january 3rd of 21 is when i when i wrote down uh tarathiel rogue <laughs> yeah <laughs> your, your January, your January third would have been my uh, January fourth because yes. of the way time works. Uh, <laughs> my first note is: is has anybody seen Batman? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's there was a, there's the uh, there's the uh, um, the bicycle story. You'll have to you'll have to go back and listen to the bicycle story. Yeah, there's there's no time to tell it now. Yeah, there's there's yeah, no time. Right. Episode 100, I'm going to have to... <laughs> Maybe. You, told you might get interrupted, though. That's cool story, yeah. That, that's my plan at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Guys, it is pushing 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's nothing else, might as well go ahead and call it a night. Uh, we'll get started. Oh, it reminds me. I believe we're taking next week off, right? Rachel, isn't that right? You you can't make it next week. That's right. Okay. So we will pick this back up and we will get going heavy and fast and quick and loose and get going. <laughs> oh my god! We're some we're some combination of those those words. <laughs> What's going on? What's your favorite adjective? That's how we're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> Murderous, <laughs> dangerous, and angrily. Cromulent. We're going to do it cromulently. Yeah, cromulent. Ang Angrily is an adverb. Yeah, one thing we did leave out was that uh, we decided, or at least I decided, that uh, uh, that when we were meeting um, Drakthor, wait, yeah, Drakthor, the, the, the vampire, 
Yeah, I think that we decided that a group of bats was called a manslaughter. A manslaughter of bats? Yeah. Manslaughter of bats. <laughs> I like Sim- it. Which is similar like to a murder of crows, but, you know, less felony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I would think that bats would be a lot more dangerous than crows. All those diseases. Bats are nasty. I mean, they sleep with pigs and give us viruses. Crows are crows are very intelligent, though, so Why? they could they could plan out your death. Hence the murder. <laughs> so yeah, premeditated. It's more accidental. You got one sitting, one flies by. It's an attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, everybody! Yeah, let's call it a night. Guys, thanks for showing up. Sorry we had some a uh, little bit of trouble at the beginning, but got to figure it out. Um, if you listen to the podcast, just know that if you want to actually hear the first half hour of this particular episode, you can go check it out on YouTube. Otherwise, we'll cut it out because it's just uh, kind of us fi- fixing some problems. Yeah, it definitely um, had its up and su- ups and downs. Yeah. Um, so, two weeks back here, 9 o'clock, uh, and we will get started and see you What's up in the town of Calder? Yep. Same bat time, same bat chance. Good night, guys. Good night.